0: Did you know the gospel was preached to 4.1 billion people with one message in September? Nations are yet again conspiring to divide up the land of Israel at the UN General Assembly. Russia has reinserted the military draft, the first since World War II. North Korea continues to work with Iran, supporting their nuclear ambitions against the Jewish state. Earthquakes are escalating across Mexico, Japan, chile and indonesia and the hebrew fall feast and new year is upon us in headlines meets prophecy september 2022 Hello, everybody. My name is Mark. You're watching and listening to The Russic Outlook. Thank you very, very much for joining. Today's topic, Modern Headlines meets Bible Prophecy, September 2022. This is where I take a look at what is going on around the world, around the headlines, and how that may or may not pertain to what the Bible has laid out and in, in, in what Jesus refers to as the last days um, leading up to the return of Jesus. And as always, I I try to focus in on, uh, first and foremost, the nation of Israel and the different countries and, and political parties and, and and kingdoms of what those relationships are in, in terms of Israel. But before I do, let me first apologize. I'm a little bit tardy in getting this out and with good reason. Um, I was censored by uh, for, for my, my YouTube listeners. I apologize. Uh, apparently, I said a few things and this goes back two broadcasts, one over a year ago and the other one about 10 months ago, where I said something that pertains to this. And for my podcast listeners, I'm kind of making a motion towards my arm, and I don't want to get into it. You can kind of read between the lines. So, uh, you know, for that, I apologize. That brings up a little bit of a change in strategy or how we're going to be doing things. I will be uh, posting on YouTube. I'm going to continue to post on YouTube. Uh, that is, you know, really where I, I think a, a good portion of the audience is watching from. Uh, but we're going to kind of shift our attention to Rumble, where I'm not censored and, and I'm not being uh, looked at and, and investigated, so to speak. Um, so we're going to be launched. We are on on Rumble, I should say that. But we will be hyperlinking the website, the RusicOutlook.com website, to Rumble. Um, So there won't be any big change there. Podcast listeners will still remain the same. And and I'm going to focus and hope uh, that that I I do okay on YouTube uh, moving forward. Um, If if you're watching now, I think my uh, suspension is up in another week or so. So it'll probably be about the first week of October uh, when when this gets posted to YouTube. Uh, But again, we're going to hyperlink from Rumble to therussicoutlook.com. And uh, you know we'll we'll see where it goes. Um, so you know on that note, let me get into this. But before I do, I'm just going to ask if you wouldn't mind whether it's YouTube, Rumble. Um, please hit the like and subscribe button. Subscribe to our channel. And I'd ask you, if, you, if you're if you not familiar with Rumble, to go out there um, and, and join our Rumble uh, channel. And again, this always just helps us get the information out there. And last, if you can go to rusticoutlook.com, um, we will inform you of new events, new things that are happening. While I have you real quick, um, October 8th, we're going to be doing a Zoom presentation publicly. Um, So if you'd like to join in, the title of it is God, Critical Thinking, and the Bible. Uh, And and it's really geared towards evangelism. Uh, And so if you're a skeptic, if you're watching this, uh, um, I I would ask you, if you wouldn't mind, just send, if you want to participate, just send an email to russicoutlook at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you the link, whether you're a believer, non-believer, it doesn't matter. This is for everybody and anybody, and it always is. Um, We are going to have... Two other presentations this year—one on October 29th and November 12th. If you want to pencil them in, uh, Saturdays at 4 p.m. We go for about an hour and a half. Uh, it's very loose Q and A. You, you know, you're 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 free to interject politely, um, but ask questions. You know, everybody benefits from that. So enough of the uh, on and on. Uh, let's get to this because, as I said, there's so much that's going on. Um. September is the the holy days, the the fall feast for for the Jewish people. Um, there's also always in September. There's the gathering of the UN General Assembly. A lot happened there. Um, if you're following what, what 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 went on, what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, we're going to really break that down. And and it may or may not have implications uh, to towards what we see, but it's certainly contributing to chaos in the world to uncertainty in the world so we're going to uh, break down some of the things that Vladimir Putin uh, um, changing policy changing strategy for him and we're gonna we're going to get into that and a whole bunch of other things there's some very interesting developments um, in the nation of Israel we're going to get into some some signs potentially of what Jesus laid out, and I think we see some things that we're going to uh, identify. So it's going to be a power pack presentation. I'm going to go quickly. Before I forget, I don't want to exclude my, my British neighbors, uh, and we are going to get into that. There is very, very significant um, things developed uh, with, the, with the Queen's funeral. So I want to get into that too. Um, there, there's, there's a lot to to break down, so let me get, let me cut to this. So as I always do, I kind of open up with a montage of images. Um, you see the the people gathering at the Western Wall, the shofar being blown, the the symbol of of, of the British Empire, um, the the gathering of the UN General Assembly and, and the different uh, leaders that that are going on uh, or that are are gathering there. Vladimir Putin, his his announcement. Um, we have the american forty six made some very strange uh a very strange address uh to the country of America in, in the beginning and uh certainly the the queen's funeral and and there's some other things too that we're going to break down so there's a lot to to unpack here so let me begin with the u n and and the reason i I'd like to do this is because it does it points to some strategies that are developing and coming out about Policies towards Israel. So, uh, if you're following me on video, I show you here the 77th session uh, opened on on September 13th, and it's titled A Watershed Moment Transformative Solutions to Interlocking Challenges. They always like to make these uh, very appealing marketing messages. Uh, The theme stems from the recognition that the world is in a critical moment in the history of the UN due to the complex uh, interconnected crises, including. What I pointed to about my arm, (laughs) the war in Ukraine, humanitarian challenges, um, et cetera, et cetera. It is therefore necessary to find and focus on joint solutions to these crises, build a more sustainable and resilient world for all and for the generations to come. And and I show you a picture uh, uh, of the UN and um, a a meeting between 46 and the new uh, British Prime Minister, and 46 addressing the UN as well. So a lot happened there, and and I want to open up with um, so, some developments towards Israel and what came out of Israel. So to get you caught up, if you're not familiar, uh, the, the new prime minister, Yair Lapid, um, is, is what I would say is an interim prime minister, probably until the November elections. So some of the things that he came out with, and it, it is... Uh, Pushing towards a two-state solution, going back to, you know, what we've seen, on and on and on in the past, and and we know how the well, at least, I think most people recognize, especially if you are a Christian, you recognize the uh, futility in in taking that type of posture or that type of policy. But nonetheless, the West is pressuring um, Israel to make those uh, changes. And Yair Lapid has embraced that and kind of put it out there. And I would say he's getting a lot of pressure from America, from Canada. We're going to point that out, and certainly the the uh, Arab nations around uh, that area in the Middle East. You know, they're naturally proponents of it, whether they're members of the uh, Abraham Accord or not. Uh, you know, they are still going to stick up for what they perceive as an injustice to the Palestinians, and. You know that will never fly in israel. and and the the uh, input from the citizens there has been, you know, very hostile towards it. But also, Lapid's putting this out there, and he doesn't have any uh, what I would call political capital, meaning, you know, they're going to have elections. He'll probably run. But I, it does not look even remotely close that he would have the wherewithal or, and the ability to um, maintain that relationship. And there's a lot that went in there over the past year and a half or so. And that you can you can look up the Israeli elections. I've talked to him about them in the past. But what what I find interesting. Um, there, there's a gentleman named William Koenig who's a Christian reporter for the last 25 years, maybe probably longer. I've been following him for about 20 years or so, uh, possibly longer. Um, brilliant guy. But he wrote, and he did an analysis. Uh, now I can't remember the name of the book. Uh, but if you look up K-O-E-N-I-G, um, and and he talks about, and he, he outlines the different, Policies that were taken from, I believe, uh, Bush Senior, on, on upwards. No, actually, I think he he actually starts with Carter. I think. Um, but at any rate, there's natural disasters that you can point to with policy changes, whether you're Republican or Democratic administrations. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, the the outcome is still there. And what's happening is. Um, and then they're very compl- very explicit, very detailed to the day, to sometimes to the hour of when announcements are made or, or documents are signed, uh, which is basically an exchange, a land for peace a, a attempt. And this is not, you know, the Lord gave the Jewish people this land, and he is not, and he's been very uh, forthright in his word about, you will not divide up my land. Um, though you attempt to, you, You're he... I'm going to paraphrase Psalms where he laughs and he mocks at the plans and the strategies of of, of the enemy. Um, But at any rate, we haven't, we're entering into, we are in hurricane season now, and there hasn't been any. Up until the announcements that are being made about the two-state solution and Prime Minister Trudeau of Canada, 46 in America, Others, and all of a sudden, we're starting to see some pretty significant um, uh, catastrophes coming towards the coast, happening on the Atlantic coast of, of Canada. What is being termed as their uh, Hurricane Sandy. If you're not familiar, uh, twenty, oh, probably 2011, I think it was for Hurricane Sandy in the United States. Um, so, if you're not familiar, you can you can look that up. Yeah, absolute, you know, catastrophe. But let me let me just show you a couple things real quick. So, Hurricane Fiona is the most important storm, and it slammed into the Atlantic Canada and into, into that region. Um, Hurricane Fiona previously had hit Puerto Rico, where of one million people still to this day are without power and drinking water, and proper drinking water. Um, then you have Tropical Storm Ian is forecast to hit the west coast of Florida into the Gulf and the Panhandle there. Um, this is, I, I think it may even be hitting Florida tonight as I speak. So uh, it, it, the entire state has been cla- declared up front a national disaster area or a uh, state of emergency. I'm sorry. That's what the governor does to uh, Put, put the proper restrictions in place, uh, shutting down schools and just getting everything ready. Um, but w- w- what I find interesting is 46 and Trudeau, they are the ones who who are pressuring him. They're the ones, Lapid, into the two-state solution. And, uh, you know, you can call it a coincidence, you know, if you want. I'm just making the observation, um, and, and, and I'm sure William Koenig is too, um, that it, it coincides with the, the announcement at the UN this month of uh, their push for the two-state solution. And, I you know, I talked about how the Abraham Accord, you still have people supporting that. So um, I, I, I point out here that the UAE uh, at the UN is also in support of it. So a lot going on there and um, just, you know, some interesting developments. Let me continue on with Israel Um Defense Minister Gantz had revealed a map showing ten Iranian missiles facilities that were in Syria. Um, he he made this presentation just a couple of weeks ago, uh, and, and he says this that under the vision of the former Islamic Revolutionary Guard Kuds commander, Qasim Soleimani, who was the one who was uh, assassinated during 45's presidency. Uh, transform CERS into the production facilities for mid- and long-range missiles and weapons provided to Hezbollah and Iranian proxies. He announced this at a conference in uh, in, in New York just, I think, about a week or two ago. Um, another interesting development, the new prime minister in in, in England, uh, Liz Truss, she informed Lapid that they are strongly considering moving their capital from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, So keep an eye out there, and I'm going to tie this into something uh, related to the Queen shortly. So just remember that. Um, And then I I thought this was interesting, too. According to the uh, International Monetary Fund, Israel is now number 16 in GDP capita uh, with an average of $55,600 per year. They have now eclipsed Germany and France. This to me is just a further indication of God's hand on this nation. This tiny, tiny nation, born in 1948, is now number 16 in in GDP in the world. I, I, I've I've personally believe they are in the top five, top six militaries. Their technology, their medical advances, uh, their tourism industry. Uh, you know, it's just a tremendous. Bustling economy in the in the midst of everything that's going on in the world, uh, and, and not that they're, you know, they're feeling the pain of inflation like everybody else. And I don't want to, you know, make a, a a charge that they're not, but they are doing so much better than in so many other uh, countries. And you, you know, this they're in a a place in the world where they are the number one enemy. Um, and so it's just, again, I just wanted to point that out. I, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, Israel is also uh, looking to sell Arrow 3 uh, missile defense system to uh, Germany. Uh, this was a U.S. and uh, Israeli missile system. So, again, better for their economy, but it's also recognition. Germany, one of the you know leading nations, one of the most powerful, probably the most powerful European nation, um, and they're looking to Israel for technology support for their military. Um, another interesting development. Uh, now we'll switch gears back, to, specifically back to the Bible and to Numbers about the red heifer. So, um, in, in in the Bible uh, and leading up to the last days, a red heifer will be uh, necessary in, in order for the new temple, uh, the sacrifices to be made there. And it doesn't mean that we're here, that we've arrived, but I do find it an interesting sign. So let me show you something Uh, in Numbers uh, 19, 2 through 5. This is the ordinance of the law which the Lord has commanded. Speak to the children of Israel that they bring you a red heifer without blemish in which there is no defect and on which a yoke has never come. You shall give it to Eleazar the priest, that he may take it outside the camp. It shall be slaughtered before him, and Eleazar the priest shall take some of its blood with his finger, sprinkle some of its blood seven times directly in front of the tabernacle, and the heifer shall be burned in its sight, and its and its flesh and its blood will be will be burned as an offering to the Lord. So I do believe this is a significant. D- It doesn't mean, again, that that we're there yet, but that people are um, moving towards that. So I've covered this before. All the preparations are in place for the eventual building of of the new temple for the Jewish, the Hebrew temple, which, you know, I hate to say it, but it's really it's Satan's temple because that's where he will uh, defile the temple and that's where you'll have the abomination of desolation, where he'll de- declare himself God, uh, three and a half years into it. I'm I'm kind of getting ahead, but um, there there are people around the world, and, and this red heifer that was recently delivered to Israel, I think was a year old. They have to be three years old, I believe. Um, and you know, it. it you know whether that comes without blemish in, in another year or two, three years, we don't know. We, you know, we we don't again, we don't know the timing. It's just kind of a um, a sign, I think, to you know to look at and to just you know kind of a footnote and check it off. Um, so, according to Jewish Rabbi, oh, I was going to say it does not nowhere that I can see that it has to come from Israel. So the other interesting thing is this heifer that was recently delivered there came from the state of Texas. There's a farmer. I don't you know I think the way I'm paraphrasing but the way he put it is I don't really understand it. He goes I just know that they need a red heifer so I'm doing what I can to help them. Um, so you know I, I again I just find this interesting. Um it also says according to Jewish rabbis there have only been non qualifying uh, nine qualifying red heifers in history and some of the rabbis believe that the 10th one will be the one that will usher in the Messiah. Again, this is just you know purely speculation, but um, I I've, again I find it worth worth uh, noting. There was also a census that came out in the in the month of September. So let me show you this one on video. Uh, on the eve of the Jewish New Year, <clears throat> there are fifteen point three million Jews around the world, seven million in Israel. So if you take into account, there are approximately seven point four billion people in the world, 7.5 billion, somewhere in that neighborhood. Could be higher. Um, I think I've seen some estimates as much as 7.8. But there are 15 uh, million Jews living around the world. Uh, 7,080,000 live in Israel, an increase of 130,000 since last year, and 6 million in the U.S. So you can see it's primarily United States and Israel. I give you the breakdown of the different uh, uh, the groups there, the, uh, France, there are 442,000, uh, almost 400,000 in Canada, UK, Argentina, Russia, Australia, and Germany, um, and, and, you know, the whole breakdown there. But, you know, I, I find it interesting because, you know, there are so many ridiculous accusations out there about how the Jews are going to take over the world and this and that. And if you really look at, and again, the the, the the blessing and what I believe is the blessing in the hand of God that's on these people, 15 million, as opposed to 7.4 billion. And, and yet, you know, we, I just pointed out that they are 15th or 16th in, in GDP in the world. And, you know, not, not to mention all, all the other things, that, uh, areas that they're leading. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I found that interesting. Um, and the other thing, side note, uh, I forget the name of the agency, but Vladimir Putin last month had stopped a Jewish agency from uh, t- taking uh, what's called Aliyah, which is the um, uh, the traveling or families who want to leave whatever nation they're coming from and, and enter as citizens into the nation of Israel. And if you are Jewish, that you know that is your birthright. That's what they declare, and they. They work with the governments to bring you in and on their dime and they pay for it. Uh, but Vladimir Putin has put a stop to that. so I, that was interesting. So I want to cut to the the Queen's funeral that happened earlier. And there's a lot of speculation about uh, prophetically, you know what the implications are. And certainly UK, the UK is a big part of Europe and the European Union. And you know, I, I would say will play a significant role in the last days. I, I've seen some things, and there's nothing really concrete that I can point to. Um, but I, I just my my gut sense that when something is dramatic and is impactful as a monarch that reigned for over seventy years leaves such a uh, um, a, uh, a large nation, and an influential nation as England. It's it's to be taken seriously. Um and then, you know, I look at suspicions with some of the things that are coming out of the current king. You know, his his some of his affiliations with some of the World Economic Forum groups and some of the other things and his passion for uh the the, the whole climate movement over the last twenty five years or so makes me a little suspicious, me personally and you know. But um let me just show you the what was awesome i thought was just the 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 class of england the british people the pageantry um the details that went into it was was just you know astounding it captured the world and what i wanted to point to was the gospel was preached in this funeral and i'm going to show you some things here if you're following me on video now queen elizabeth uh was a devout christian at least that's you know, the information that was uh, put forward. And she had a very uh, large hand in and how that funeral and how things would be laid out with her. And there was 4.1 billion people watched this funeral. And I pointed out that, you know, we're, we're talking about, that's roughly, that is over half the population of the world watched this funeral. And I highlight some things here that I found incredibly compelling. If you've got this large of an audience and the gospel was preached, so um, Anglican uh, Archbishop declares Queen of Elizabeth is now in the heavenly Jerusalem because of her faith and hope in in Jesus Christ. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 26, then it jumped to verse 53 to the end of the chapter. That was read. And I say these things too because it was spoken, and and the word goes forth, and the word is alive. So I just don't want to, I do not want to minimize the impact of the word going forth, people hearing this, whether it reinvigorates their faith or makes them question, but she's held in such high esteem and clearly loved by the majority uh, 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 of of the British citizens. So I, I do not want to minimize her influence and I applaud her uh, steadfastness in, in getting to the details and preaching the gospel at her at her funeral. And what I mean by that, I'm just going to point a couple of things out here. Psalm 42, 1 through 7 was read. It opens up with, As the deer pants for the water brooks, soul my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And it go, you know, they read the rest of it. John 14, 1 through 6. I think this is incredibly important. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwellings. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you myself. That where I am, there you may be also, and you know where I am going. So this is Jesus, you know, talking to his disciples at the time. So the words of Jesus saying, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And, and and the queen believed and knows that she was going to be with Jesus. And, and you know, she, I believe she is there now with him. Yeah, I, I say that because I don't know her personally, but by all accounts and everything she's done, you know, you, you have to believe that, that she is there with Jesus. See, she was a disciple of Jesus Christ. And it's reported that from a very early age. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How, how would we know the way? And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life that no one comes through the Father but through me. So these words were read. Closing prayers, Reverend and Right Honorable Scott Cottrell, the Archbishop of York. He wrote this. We give thanks to God for Queen Elizabeth's loyalty to the faith she inherited through her baptism and confirmation and affirmed at her coronation for her unswerving devotion to the gospel. Uh, Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, uh, he he wrote this, and I highlighted some things here. Let me go cut back to the video. Uh, Come on, Mark, there we go. In blue, ensure certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life when, when Christ shall be all who died and rose again to save us now lives and reigns with thee and the Holy Spirit in glory forever. Amen. He then went on to add, Go forth, O Christian soul, from this world in the name of God the Father Almighty who created thee, in the name of Jesus Christ, Son of the living God who suffered for thee, in the name of the Holy Spirit who was poured out upon thee and anointed thee in communion with all the blessed saints and aided by the angels and the archangels and all the armies of the heavenly hosts, may the portion of this day be in peace and thy dwelling in the heavenly Jerusalem. Amen. Amen and amen. So that you know, of all the things that went on, i I, I found that the most compelling and the most uh, endearing and heartwarming and and I just again, I would not minimize the impact that that had around the world. I'm going to shift gears back to Vladimir Putin. So going to the Ukrainian war, you probably know that he has uh, put off a slice or a, a portion of the east coast of Ukraine. Uh, uh, claiming it to be Russian territory now, having elections in there, and they're just you know they're forced contrived elections. So basically, declaring that this is Russian territory, and if you invade this area, you're, you're basically you're 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 fighting Russia. And what's interesting is he's this is a clear change in strategy. Um, and what is concerning is I would kind of look at him as. Uh, you know he's he's nuts and he's evil in, in terms of everything and the atrocities that he's done and the people and he's killed and the war crimes and, and so forth. But he's desperate, and it's almost like you know f- forgive me for uh, the comparison, but when, you know when you cage an animal, an animal you know he or corner an animal, he's capable of anything or she's capable of anything, and and that's kind of where where I see him. He's he's unstable. And, and that is certainly of, of concern. So <clears throat> he's also called in the draft again. And uh that's I, I would say some of the reports coming out, some people embrace it, a lot of them don't. There's been riots and demonstrations in Russia, they've been quelled. So there's a lot happening there. Um so he he announced his partial mobilization and he warned the West that a nuclear wind could be blowing if if they interfere. Um some of the generals in, in, in America and the states, you know, do not believe he will go that route, but, you know, he's, he's putting it out there anyway. And the American and the NATO buildup has been significant. Uh, American buildup has increased in Poland since he's made this announcement and increased the draft and put these elections in place. Um, what I get concerned about is World War Three. And eventually, we are going to see that leading up to the return of Jesus. But it may be closer than you think. And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to predict doom and gloom. My whole purpose here is just to be observant, to, you know, open up people's eyes at what's going on around the world. And I've said this oftentimes, you know, I'm guilty of what's happening in America. But again, what's going on in the world? And, and I just want you to consider something, and I'll put this on video um, now that Russia is getting Iranian weapons, right, we've, we've talked about that and the drones, uh, Ukraine is getting American and European weapons. Uh, we've been consistently um, loosing arms and bank accounts uh, from the taxpayer money of, of the Americans over there. Uh, Russia is recruiting soldiers in, in the uh, compulsory draft, uh, which is the first one since World War II. We are now closer than ever to the definition of a new world war. So, I, I guess you know anything can can trigger this. You know, there, there's there's so much, so many things that are sensitive. If you think about how easily World War One was triggered, you know, we've got bombs going off um, nu- near nuclear facilities in Ukraine. We don't know what could happen there. Uh, the atomic uh, agencies from around the world are are very concerned, so it's it's just a very very sensitive area. Does this mean it leads to Gog of Magog, the this specific war? No, but could events start to escalate that could lead to Ezekiel? God says to uh, to to Gog in, in Ezekiel chapter thirty eight. Um, I will put a hook in your jaw and pull you out. And, you know, that hook back in those days is in an animal. When you want to steer an animal, if an animal's not going the direction you want, you put you put a hook in his jaw. And we've talked a lot about this. And, um, and you know, could it be some of the economic uh, um, facilities, some of the, you know, the natural gas that's been discovered in, in Israel and, and now they're funneling that to Europe? Could that be some of the things? So it's things to watch, the things to look out. We don't know if Putin is Gog, and we won't know until uh, um, when it, wh- whoever the leader is at that time would, would invade Israel with that coalition of nations that we've so often talked about with Turkey and Iran and, and Northern Africa and others. So, but, but again, it's just kind of being aware that the, I, this, all of this, to me, points to the closeness of the return of Jesus. Could it be tomorrow? Sure. Could it be 10 years from now? Sure. But, you know, I, I believe we need to be living and, and preparing that Jesus could come at any time. Um, Saudi Arabia, just real quick. Um, you know, they're, they're a player. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam, um, he was able to negotiate an exchange of prisoners from both sides, from the Ukrainians, the Russians uh the, the it 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 released people from Morocco, the United States, Britain, Sweden and Croatian nationals. So it kind of escalates him or puts him um up on a on a uh, I I I would say it elevates him in his in his credibility around the world. Shifting gears to Iran, um and I will say I was concerned last month uh the closeness of which the United States was to uh, engaging in that nuclear agreement. Word has since come out that they w- will put that off uh, at least temporarily, if not indefinitely. The consensus here is it's really a political stunt that they don't want to do anything leading up to the November elections for the United States. So, uh, you know, it's a bad, bad deal. It's just basically a big bribe. <clears throat> but, I mean, the good thing is the deal's not done. So, So that's certainly good um the uh the inspector the IAEA chief he said right now it's difficult to restore the knowledge of uh, of, of Irans status and a lot of that has to do with the fact that they shut off security cameras we no longer have any visibility in, into their facilities um the Iran deal was bashed by 5,000 Israeli security experts apparently signed some type of letter and sent it to 46. And at the same time, we've now have reports over the last couple of days that uh, Kim Jong-un, the leader of North Korea, is going to be visiting Iran in the coming weeks. Uh, September 24th, North Korea fires a missile into the sea as U.S. aircraft carrier arrives in the region. So, you know, more unrest. Sticking with Iran. So there's been a... um, a development where uh, a woman named Masha Amini who who is a 22 year old Kurdish woman apparently did not wear her uh, her headdress properly uh, or I'm not sure if she was even wearing it at all but I, the reports were that she was wearing and, and at any rate it doesn't matter <clears throat> they arrested her they apparently beat her to death and um, it's caused uh, riots throughout the nation. Um, people are, the, the, the Jihab, which is the, the, the name of the headdress, women are taking it off. They're throwing them in, they're burning them. Um, you know, much like we saw, I think it was in 2014, you had the green revolution where people were wearing green in Iran. And it was, again, the citizens were, were protesting and the, uh, Ayatollahs are trying to squash this, um, they're, they're, there's reports right now that they've been they've shut down the internet in a lot of uh, locations and and they're basically they they're, they're it's, it's just it's horrible. Uh, I mean they're doing some devastating things. they're arresting hundreds of people what goes on in those prisons you know we, we just don't know um, And again this is Ayatollah Raisi and it's 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 bad so pray for the people of Iran. I've often said the largest growing church right now is coming from the nation of Iran, the Persian people, the Iranian people. Beautiful, beautiful culture. Um, but they're just in an oppressed regime, and they're fighting for their freedoms right now. So if you can, continue to pray for them. And I just wanted to show you a political cartoon where um, Raisi came to the UN, and he held, holds up a picture of uh, uh, Romani. Uh, the uh, I'm sorry, Sol Yamini, the, um, uh, the Kurds commander who was killed a couple of years ago by 45, or at least from American military. Um, but really what's happening is his picture is being burned in, in a lot of protests that are going on in Iran today. Uh, sticking with Iran, they are uh, there's some interesting developments that are going on in their border with uh, Azerbaijan and Armenia, and they're fighting over a border uh, over there called... Nagorno-Karabakh. Um, and the reason I, I point this out is, it, again, it just builds up, you know, there will be nation against nation wars and rumors of wars, Jesus said. And we're seeing more and more of this. But this potentially involves the border of of, of Iran. Actually, let me cut back to it and show you, you know, uh, a lot of the players that, that are in Ezekiel 38, Russia, some of the former Soviet republic uh, um, states, such as uh, um, uh, Georgia, then you ha- you're on the border there with Turkey and Iran and um, Azerbaijan. Interestingly enough, is has a very good positive relationship with Israel, which you know an- annoys the Iranians as well. So, just something to to keep an eye on. Um, there, there's a lot of tension, and, and, and I, I think you know whenever you have a nation that close to Iran who is being friendly to the Israelis, it's, it's, it's worth keeping an eye on. Um, lockdowns and anger in China across the 30 regions of China. Tens of millions of people are being ordered to stay home under full or partial lockdown uh, because of China's strict code about that thing that I pointed out earlier over here. Um, less than a thousand new cases have been recorded across the entire country, which is a country of 1.5 billion. Uh, it has been stifling the country's economy with dozens of major factories having to shut down. That, of course, impacts a lot of our products and services around the world and in the United States. So it, it contributes to the backlog of, of products and services. Um, Europe's natural gas shortage could trigger a food crisis. September 12th, coming out of the oil price uh, publication. Uh, About 70% of the cost of fertilizer production is solely the price of natural gas. As the price price of energy soars, the cost of making and moving food is increasing alongside. At the same time, the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the threats from Putin may may alter grain exports, which have only added to the uncertainty of food markets. You know, in the United States, we see a lot of empty shelves, but, you know, we're still fortunate compared to many other nations, which, you know, a lot of them are barren. Uh, problem with an energy crisis is that it actually, it's actually an everything crisis. In a world where virtually every industry relies on energy in some form, runaway inflation is inevitability. This phenomenon is now, is not news, New yeah, news that you've been experiencing for the better part of two years now. So, you know, just... Some things to keep our eye on because, you know, the Lord said there will be famine. There will be earthquakes. So on the note of earthquakes, I wanted to, I, I, I've been, back of my mind, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I'm going to start tracking more of this uh, because if you watch some of the escalation in, in, in terms of not only the volatility, but the quantity and the increase in the magnitude of these earthquakes. You know, Jesus said there will be birth pains. And the closer you get to the delivery of, you know, a woman to the baby, more and more, it becomes more and more stronger. The pains intensifies. And that's, I believe, what, what, what we're seeing here. So Jesus told his disciples there will be wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, pestilences, plagues, famines. These would be the beginning of sorrows. In the Greek language, this beginning of sorrows is referred to as birth pangs. In other words, we'd see an increase of these various signs of the times and more intensity. It's interesting to note how the scale, severity, and frequency of all these have increased in, in the previous years. Uh, Jesus in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, his discourse on the signs to watch out before his second coming, that we would witness a definite and sizable increase in earthquakes as well as larger earthquakes. Matthew 24, 7, and there will be earthquakes in various places. So uh, let me show you this slide here. Let me point out, so I'm showing you the September release, uh, which was updated. It shows you where these earthquakes are happening around the world. You can see I I circled September 2022. Some things to just, you know, jump out. Uh, 6.7 hit uh, the western coast of Mexico. 6.2 hit Chile. 6.0 hits Indonesia. 4.8 hit The magnitude earthquake hits the eastern coast of Japan. Uh, There are deadly floods uh, in Pakistan, scorching heat and wildfires in the west, torrential rains in Australia and Indonesia, a a mega drought in Brazil and Argentina. So we're seeing so many of these things. And also the Los Angeles Times on September 23rd uh, points out that uh, the fault along the Los Angeles OC coast could unleash an earthquake on scale of the San Andreas Fault. So you, many, well, you might have seen that movie, but we're we're talking about a good chunk of, of California. Um, and and again, I'm just going to read what Matthew uh, says here. Um, there was an earthquake when Jesus was when Jesus was crucified. It says this. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus Saw the earthquake when he died, and the things that happened, they feared greatly, saying, "Truly, this was the Son of God." So, you know, I'm I'm kind of pointing out that these signs. You can go back to the time of Jesus and before God, you know, would use the heavens as signs. There was that earthquake when he when when Jesus died, and it bore witness. You know, it, and I I believe that, you know, that centurion, hopefully. Uh, accepted Jesus. I don't know that he did, but he at least believed that, hey, this is the Son of God. We just killed the Son of God uh, physically, but, you know, we thank God for the resurrection. Um, Two other things in closing. I I saw something that just came out a couple of weeks ago, a Disney cartoon, Um, and let me just show you this on video. Uh, It's it's very disturbing. Uh, A new animated series on the FXX network, which is owned by Disney, Uh, It's called Little Demons. It's an animated cartoon. And basically, 13 years after being impregnated by Satan, a reluctant mother and her Antichrist daughter attempt to live an ordinary life. It's almost like if you go back to, I think, late 60s, early 70s, Rosemary's Baby, something very similar to that. But now, you know, kind of, uh, you know, making it cool and an animated uh, cartoon. As for its content, it depicts Satan as a cardigan-wearing suburban dad, but the program is also filled with satanic imagery. It is evident that Disney is trying to portray witchcraft as a positive tool to fight evil. And, you know, I go back to in the mid-1800s, a French writer, um, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you know, one of the greatest uh, tricks the devil ever pulled was making making people believe he was not real and they make light of them, you know, and, and, you know, I, I see this where sometimes, you know, people, they get this picture of, you know, the pitchfork, and he's running around in hell, and, you know, making light of it. This is the last thing you want to do, but this is how far it's now creeping in to our kids, our kids are being subjected to this, and so much more, just open your eyes to, to what's gone on, and um, I just, you know, one, it, it's very disappointing, but I, 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 again, I would point that out as another sign of the times that, that, you know, darkness is growing. Jesus is Lord. And if you, if you are a child of of, of the King, everything is good. And you know, matter what you see around you and, and uh, you know, the, the, the presence, the strength, you know, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But it's something to be aware of, and what I feel in my heart is a sense of urgency to get the gospel out. And these are signs that I look at. I saw another sign in the beginning of September when I heard the uh, 46 in America deliver a speech in Philadelphia. I don't want to go through all of it. I just, I, it was so disturbing how he just pitted American against American, and uh, you know, he kind of made. Uh, light of the fact that, you know, if, if you think America is great, then there's something wrong with you. And this is coming from the leader of of, of, of the free world. And this is, a, you know, even if you, you know, no matter what party you believe in or support, Republican, Democrat, um, we are all citizens united together. And he's intentionally dividing the country. This is all by design. This is all, in my opinion, you know, and I'll get into it. But what I wanted to focus in on Was uh, Tony Perkins, who uh, you know, somebody who I've admired for many, many years. He's the president of the uh, what is it, the Family Research Council. Um, He's very savvy to what goes on in Washington and and very aware. But he penned an open letter, you know, just outraged as a Christian that the leader of the free world would be so uh, forcefully against its own his own citizens and you know people who fight for the sanctity of life that they're. You know they're 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 considered. I, I I don't even want to. It's just it's so appalling that that would come out of Washington, and then these leaders are you know kind of falling in suit. And this is what they're 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 doing with their November uh, election campaigns that they're trying to base this as a strategy. Uh, when the fact of the matter is, if you want an abortion, you can get an abortion in this country. Uh, probably half the country supports it, and the other half you know are are. The, either the laws are on the books, or they're moving towards limited uh, abortions. Most of it under three months, um, and they put it in the hands of the states. If if let the states decide for themselves, and there's plenty of states that will what that will give it. So it's it's you know it's a lie. You know what's being perpetrated there. People are falling for it. They're getting emotional. I'm getting emotional because it's a lie coming from what an office that we were supposed to recall as being, you know, very, very significant and important. Um, But he wrote this. Uh, So, yeah, let me put it up on screen for you. Uh, I'm putting this out there as an encouragement to Christians to get involved, particularly in the upcoming November elections, uh, he he said that 46 declared that the opposing political party, essentially half of America, had no respect for the Constitution or the rule of law. He accused the Republicans of threatening freedoms like the right to vote, the right to choose, the right to privacy, and the right to marry. Um, go down to the blue highlights here. The left is going after the souls of our children and the next generation. It is targeting faith, family, and freedom This should alert every Christian in the nation and the fact that there is a battle between good and evil. Amen. Wake up. I hope every believer will take note of these words. Pray, vote, and stand. Pray for God's deliverance. Stand for biblical truth. But Christians must also be registered. We must be engaging in the public square and voting. So please prayerfully consider what the Lord would have you give towards this critical effort. We must work to expose and stand against the radical policies. We must Educate mobilize voters it is truly a battle for the soul of the nation uh standing ephesians six thirteen so i you know i I applaud him um you know i i i I get very concerned when when I see the 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 notion uh, there's nothing we can do, you know politicians are criminals or they're corrupt or they're this or they're that, and I'm talking about either party boy, things have changed. Things are, you know, even... It's changing by the year. You can even look to the past two years, past 10 years, and, and, you know, so now we've seen some things in the public square. We've seen some things coming out of... off of people's microphones and cameras carried across the, the uh, media. We're working in conjunction with a lot of uh, the different governments, and, and it's just... it's it's. So all that to say, in my opinion, please become educated, learn the policies of, of both your local, your, your community, your town, your, your county, your your state, and your federal government. Um, educate yourselves on the policies of what you stand for, what the Lord stands for, and, and vote and become engaged and have, you know, those water cooler conversations or those bath, or, or not bathroom, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, supper table uh, conversations and, uh, but do it, as always, respectfully, respecting people's opinions. Uh, and, I, you know, I'll just leave it on that note. So I just, like I said, a lot happened in September. There's a lot that I can go on. Um, I, and and I, I just, you know, pray. Pray for this nation. Pray for America. Pray for the world. Pray for Europe. Um, pray for Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, as the Lord directed us to. Uh, we, we need to put on the full armor of God and, and take our stand and do what we need to do um, as, as as believers. So I just want to thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly do. Uh, any prayer requests, please, by all means, russicoutlook at gmail.com. Happy to do so. Uh, you've been listening to the Russic Outlook. And remember, as always, just my opinion.